0: It's hard for this defense to really, really, truly get stopped. So uh, Jacksonville, to me, the biggest difference between them and the teams that the Steelers beat the last few weeks with the same kind of formula is that Jacksonville is just a lot better.
1: Yeah, no, I I hear you on that. Uh, Just looking at overall we saw with the injuries, I was just wanting to highlight some of the things that happened in the game. Obviously, you talk about Trubisky going in there. Uh, it was initially reported with Kenny Pickett that there was a chance he was going to return. The team actually said he was expected to return, uh, but by the time the Steelers got their first possession of the second half, Pickett was ruled out, and Mitch Trubisky actually replaced Pickett for the final, final offensive snap of the half. Uh, he took that deep shot to Deontay, Don- uh, Deontay Johnson down the left sideline that fell incomplete. Uh, so overall, when you're when you're looking at Pickett, what did you see out there because I think as opposed to the knee injury the last time Pickett got hurt, people thought, oh, maybe he's done for the year. This is looking like an apparent possible rib injury. Do you do you cons- uh, consider him questionable for the upcoming weeks uh, to actually miss time, or is it too early to tell on that front?
0: Well, he has to be, I think. He has to be. Um, because to me, it, you know, if you think about it, uh, it, it, what do they got, four days, three days, basically? You know, so if he's not really fully ready to go by Tuesday, it's hard yeah. because you can't you can't practice him. And then you know, if it, if it's, you know Mike Tomlin has a, a pretty strict rule about not practicing. You know, you have to play. So they they're really only going to have one like full full practice. Um, so he's only got two or three days. Now it helps that they're home, so they don't have to travel. You know, on a Wednesday or whatever. But still, um, it, it, it's one of those things where. On a short week, he's got to be at least a l- considered a little questionable because that's the kind of injury that could be um, a little bit more serious. And quite frankly, this was a very physical game, Chris. I mean, if you're in the stadium and you you can see um, some games, they're all physical, but some games there's just a little bit more spice every time someone lines somebody up there was a lot of guys that were getting big, big hits. You know, Trevor Lawrence showed me something today that he's a pretty tough guy because he took some big licks, especially yeah. early on. Um, you know, Travis Atien took some big hits. But, you know, uh, so did the Steelers. And and so um, it was a very physical game. And now you got to turn around and you've got three or four days to try and get healthy, to try and get your guys back, you know, that were banged up, get them back into uh, where they're at, and then – um, and the next thing you know you, you, you got to try and go play against another pretty physical team in Tennessee yeah. so uh, this is not going to be an easy week for the Steelers it's not going to be an easy week for uh, Mike Tomlin to sort of navigate to figure out who can play and who can't play because th- that's the nature of these third that's why these Thursday night games are terrible if you ask me
1: yeah and we're going to get to that Titans game here in a second talking about how t- Tennessee looked actually today getting a win over the Atlanta Falcons but Uh, Just talk about, besides the Kenny Pickett injury, obviously we saw even earlier in the game, Minka Fitzpatrick wound up getting ruled out with a hamstring injury. It was that dreaded non-contact type of injury there. It looked like he lost his footing, slipped, and we had a lot of of mist, a lot of fog, a lot of rain here at Ackershire Stadium today, so not necessarily the best field conditions in the world here. Uh, What did you see on the Fitzpatrick play, and have you heard any news yet in terms of what his status is looking like going forward?
0: Well, no, because I, like I said, I, I, uh, I, I ran, I, you know, I run over here to the office, you know, uh, to do this video after the game, so I'm, I'm not able to to, to do my, any of the post game stuff that goes on um, over there and really, you know, kind of get updates, which you don't really get many many updates. Uh, Fitzpatrick, it, it seemed I'm pretty sure it, 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 Fitzpatrick was the hamstring, I think, right? Yeah, it he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the one where it was pretty clear to see he pulled up lane. Like, it was pretty easy to see, okay, that's a hamstring. Now, we've seen hamstring injuries that are three weeks long. We've seen hamstring injuries that are, you know, five weeks long. Uh, We've seen hamstring injuries that are, you know, he's back out running around next week. So I just think, you know, you got to see the extent of it. I'm sure they'll MRI it to make sure there's no, you know, tears or anything like that, and then they'll go from there. Uh, but um, you know he's a an important player, and I think we saw that with some of the deep throws that uh, that happened yeah. in this game. Uh, from the standpoint of what you know, when uh, uh, what was it? Uh, I think Casey was in there for him. They, yeah. you know, the touchdown. Everyone, everyone was the point to Joey Porter Jr. I think he thought he had safety help over the top, and he didn't. Um, that's just you know, got guy, two guys that probably haven't played together very much, you know, not really being on the same page. So, uh, you know, the good thing is it's only one loss, you know, and I don't think it's the end of the world. I think you know, you, you can rebound. You've got Tennessee and then uh, Green Bay, two bad teams, I think. Although Tennessee was winning last time I looked, did they win their game?
1: They uh, wound up winning, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah.
0: It, it, and that's one of the weirdest things ever is that uh, Mike Vrabel is something like. 7 and 0 or something however long he's been there he's literally like 7 and 0 after his bye week which is why I bet on Tennessee today by the way <laughs> I I I didn't even know I didn't really know anything about the game other than I saw a stat that he uses his bye weeks better than anybody and you know so uh but yeah you've got a chance not to go you got two games you can win to me I think Jacksonville is one of the best teams in the AFC the Chiefs Jacksonville probably the Ravens are, are probably the three best teams in the AFC right now so, you know, and you know, maybe the Dolphins, although I'm not as bullish on them as some people are, they look to me like another finesse team that every time they get punched in the mouth, they're gonna lose. But let's put them in there, you know. So to me, it just feels like um, as long as this doesn't become a, you know, now they're beat up this, you know, and so now they go out and play against Tennessee. Cause if they lose to Tennessee, now you're what? Then now they'd be four and four. So okay, let's assume you can beat Green Bay, who's terrible, by the way. So yeah. let's assume you can beat Green Bay, but now you got to play, you know, the two Ohio teams. I think right, you've got a stretch of of games that are pretty t- pretty uh, pretty difficult. Uh, so you want to get a little cushion going into that stretch. But you know, uh, th- this game today, I-, I know it's not hot take analysis that people love. Chris, they they got beat by a team that is better than them. Yeah. That's not only better than them, but has a, at the quarterback position, they are significantly better than them. Sometimes it's really just that simple.
1: Do you think having Kenny Pickett in the second half would have changed anything? Because when you look at the final box score, I mean, things were pretty similar. Mitch Trubisky finished 15 of 27, 5.1 yards per attempt. Kenny Pickett was 10 of 16, 4.6 yards per attempt. So in terms of efficiency, Things were pretty similar. I think most people are going to point to the turnovers, however, and that's what we've seen with Trubisky. You mentioned one of the interceptions there where it just didn't look like we anyone knew where he was trying to go with the ball on that, finished with two interceptions, took two sacks. Kenny Pickett took one sack in the first half. Uh, Deontay Johnson was heavily targeted throughout the game. Doesn't look like the game plan changed much necessarily, and I was surprised personally at the fact that George Pickens really didn't get much work or volume in this game. I mean, there was a lot of chatter back and forth. I think earlier in the week he called the the Jaguars secondary a hope defense, that they were just hoping that the pass rush was going to help them out. And he didn't do anything to back up those words. Only five targets, one cat. Yeah, he had the touchdown, but just one catch for 22 yards. I thought that Pittsburgh would have much better success throwing against Jacksonville than they did, whether it was Kenny Pickett or Trubisky under center. Did you think much changed? going from you know half one to half two in this one between the two quarterbacks.
0: Okay. Hear me out on all of this. I think they're two different players. I think with Kenny Pickett, you have a chance to win games 17 to 13. I think with Mitch Trubisky, you have a chance to win games 55 to 50. Because... <laughs> Trubisky is going to play for both teams. He just is. And, 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 but the thing about it is the offense is so much more enjoyable to watch when he's running it because he's going to take shots down the field and take chances and this and that and everything, whereas Kenny Pickett, I, I get it. I understand it. He's young. They're bringing him along and all this other stuff. But the way that they play offense with him until it's like the end of the game and they're in two-minute offense against prevent defenses, right? The way they play offense with Kay Pickett, they really are trying to win games 17 to 13, you know, or better yet 16 to 13 because the 17 would mean you're scoring two touchdowns, 16 to 13. And the thing about it is I don't think that gives them the best chance to win in the playoffs. I just don't. I mean, I think in this game, if they play this game again next week, right, you probably, you probably aren't going to get, you know, Jacksonville to make the number of mistakes that they made in this game. Right, and they're going to they're they're probably going to score more than thirty points, but at the end of the day, if you watch Mitch Trubisky, you got to see in two consecutive drives, you got to see Mitch Trubisky in two consecutive drives, the best of Mitch and the worst of Mitch, and I think that's the thing about it is when he when he takes the ball and you know I'm I'm trying to look at this uh, play by play here real quick, yeah. When he takes the ball, he goes 75 yards. They go right down the field. He makes some nice throws, makes a nice scramble where he gets a bunch of yards. You know what I mean? Does all kinds of stuff where he's moving the ball, you know. And that was the drive, too, where, if you remember, he had that crazy play where he's scrambling around, basically, closes his eyes and throws one up in the middle of the field. Somehow Deontay Johnson catches it for a first down. Now, Mitch Trubisky got killed. But my point is, that's a play right there. Kenny Pickett takes a sack. I mean, he takes a sack, or he just throws it out of bounds. He's not even trying to make a play there. So with Mitch Trubisky, you know, they're different. They really are. I can make the argument they would have lost twenty to three, you know, or, uh, or sorry, seventeen to three if if Pickett played because uh, he wouldn't have thrown the interception that led to a field goal. But I don't know that he would have had a touchdown in this game. So yeah, I, I think you pick your points. If if I'm the Steelers, honestly, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. I might ride with Mitch Trubisky for a few weeks. And I just say, you know what? It goes against everything Mike Tomlin does and stands for. One of the reasons Mike Tomlin wins a bunch of games and one of the reasons Bill Power won a bunch of games, they're very conservative coaches, right? It goes against everything Mike Tomlin is in his nature from the standpoint of, you know, we're fine you know, running the ball. and You know, we, we laugh. Mike Tomlin is this young, hip, you know, uh really cool cat coach that he's a player coach and all this other stuff mike tomlin might be more conservative than dave wonstadt and bill cowher and all of these guys from the older years when it comes to making a lot of decisions and how he wants to play and he's the guy right he's the guy that he really lives by the philosophy any what's – that, what's that old Dave that saying? Any drive that ends in a kick is a good one. That's Mike Tomlin to a T. So, he, you know, there's no way he would – say. but I would put in Mitch Trubisky, and I would basically just say this. You know what? We're going to let him – we're not going to try and put the reins on him, right? We're just going to – if he throws five interceptions in a game, okay, we'll get rid of him. But we're going to let him be him. Drop an offense to let him be him. And see if we can't capture a little bit of that old Ben Roethlisberger, uh, that old Ben Roethlisberger spirit, you know, where, or or the Brett Favre spirit, you know, where, hey, you're going to live with a couple of turnovers. He's going to throw it here and there, all that other stuff. It's just crazy. It is. But that's just what I'm saying. They're different. I'd rather us have a chance to win in the first half than have to wait till the last, you know, five minutes every week. Uh, before we're allowed, my quarterback, I feel like I'm allowed to let him. I'm going to let him throw the ball a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I hear you on the differences for sure. Uh, it, it's amazing that you see that. You know, Pickett. They they essentially each played one full half, and they were losing for both halves for the most part. And <laughs> Trubisky throws the ball 27 times in one half. I mean, that that's that's right. pretty wild that they even. I I can't see any scenario where they even let Kenny Pickett throw 27 times in a half.
0: I mean I mean seriously if you think about it you know his second interception you know the game's over at that point that's not that significant but the first interception like I said His Trubisky in a nutshell, they're right down the field, 75 yards. They look really good. they they playing well. You know, the the offense, he's making plays with his legs. He's making plays, you know, throwing the ball. They score a touchdown. Everyone's going crazy. The next, very next series, he tosses one up for grabs in the middle of the field in the the triple coverage. Trying to make a play that's just not there in the Yeah. That's why Mitch Trubisky is a backup quarterback that – you want on your team because you can – you know, he's a guy who's proven you can win games with him. But if you're going to hand him the ball every week, you know, you're going to need a bottle of whiskey or something back in your office at the end of the game because he's going to drive you insane. You're <laughs> going to need a drink just to calm down. You know, he's – crazy plays he's going to make. You know, like, again, there is not more Mitch Trubisky play in the history of Mitch Trubisky plays than that play where he scrambled around and ran to the sidelines – Took a huge hit, but he threw the ball up in the air for grabs, and somehow Deontay Johnson <laughs> catches it. And, and as soon as he let it go, I said, that's either going to be a, a touchdown for the Steelers or a touchdown for Jacksonville, one or the other. And, of course, uh, Deontay Johnson caught it. It was a big first down, but
1: just uh, that's him. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I was going to say this pretty much for the end of this live stream show, but I, I feel like it's relevant bringing up now is that The Steelers are on a short week. Like you said, they play against the Tennessee Titans Thursday night and we saw a rookie quarterback step in today. Will Levis, I think people had extremely low expectations for him. I don't know if you saw the final box score for this one, Paul, but Will Levis had four touchdowns, 238 yards passing zero turnovers in this game. We heard reports coming in that it was going to be a mixed package of both Malik Willis and Will Levis, but Will Levis looked absolutely phenomenal. He was dropping dimes down the field. This guy was flicking his wrist and throwing the ball 60, 65 plus yards down the field. He had touchdown passes, 47-yard touchdown to, to, to DeAndre Hopkins, another 61-yard touchdown to Hopkins, and then uh, a 33-yard touchdown pass as well late in that game. So you look at just the, the, the contrast of styles there where – we see Kenny Pickett quote unquote developing now for a year and a half. And then Will Levis steps in and what's supposed to be a run first uh, defensive minded operation in Tennessee. And he does this. So uh, what are your thoughts on Will Levis and just seeing the quarterback play come Thursday night in this game? Because it's going to be potentially a battle between defenses and run games again. But now it's looking like that might not be the case, contrary to uh, you know to prior belief.
0: Well, I mean, uh, I, I obviously did not get to see the game. I will say this. The Tennessee Titans look sharp in their Houston Oilers outfits, by the way. I saw a couple of clips of that. Um, <laughs> okay. And, of course, uh, um, listen, kid, kid threw for four. Kid threw for four touchdowns. Um, he obviously must have really been you know, playing well. No interceptions is the key, too. Uh, but he was at home coming off a of bye week. Okay, now let's see what he can do on the road in a hostile environment with T.J. Watt and Alex Smith chasing him all game. That's what I'm going to see. Now, obviously, when you have Derek Henry, it makes it a little bit easier because you're running the ball a little bit more. But, you know, just looking at some of these highlights, which I have right here on my screen, you know, he threw some big time passes. That's the big thing.
1: Yeah, he's got he a threw
0: some. Yeah, he's got a big arm. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but his, wasn't he the guy who – like his girlfriend stirred everybody up at the draft or something. Wasn't he the guy that was he? Was he the one that he like his girlfriend was like apparently like a smoke show or something? And I forget there was something with him. Was he the one or was he the one whose dad you know got
1: real handsy with his
0: girlfriend after he got drafted? I forget one of those two.
1: I thought it was him. Was it? Am I wrong about that? She was the one giving him the looks when he was waiting to get drafted. Yeah. Oh, he okay, yeah, like the second okay, round. yeah.
0: I knew there was something, something with the girlfriend uh, or the fiance or whatever it is, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, this is the kind of thing where if he plays good a couple of weeks in a row, uh, it could be the Wally Pip uh, of Ryan Tannehill, the Wally Pipping of Ryan Tannehill. Like it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. That we have met, we'll never see Ryan Tannehill start another game unless he's a backup coming in as a as a as a, as a, as a you know, for injury. But that's what happens when a, when a rookie comes in and plays well. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't know why
1: you need to go back to Ryan Tannehill. He, he's not very good. He hasn't been very good the last two years. Yeah, I mean, is it, at this point, I mean, is it really just excuses? Because you know, Kenny Pickett, first round pick, Will Levis supposedly was going to be a first round pick winds up falling to the second round and I think these are two parallels you can draw between the Titans and the Steelers is that you know defensive minded tough gritty head coaches Mike Tomlin Mike Vrabel obviously they had their differences but you know run first mindset win with defense type of mindset but then you see Will Levis come out and have this type of game where he has four touchdowns, Kenny Pickett's got five touchdowns all year. Yeah, I know he missed the half today, but it's just, you know, it's amazing to see the difference in terms of, yeah, it's just one game, of course. No one's making Will Levis to be the next Tom Brady or anything, but, you know, people have been waiting for this game for Kenny Pickett to happen, and Will Levis does it in one game off a bye. So it's it's interesting to see you bring up, yeah, you'd rather have Trubisky, Uh, I think the Steelers would rather win with the defense and not put it in Trubisky's hands, but they might not have a choice in week nine.
0: That's the whole point. There's a lot of teams that that, that have figured it out. Listen, I really believe the Steelers are, you know, because of the way they play and their philosophy and their mindset, I really believe they're, they're, you know, put themselves in position to be nine or ten win type, eight, nine, ten win team every year. Right, Because if you just play hard, tough, good defense and don't make mistakes and don't kill yourself, you're going to beat bad teams. More often than not, you're going to beat bad teams because they're going to make mistakes. And we've seen that even some good teams like the Ravens. They made a bunch of mistakes and allowed the Steelers to beat them. Um, But, you know, so if you just play – and that's great, but are we – Really, at a point where we just want to be a nine-win team and you know and have a chance to make the playoffs every year, I don't think that's who the Steelers are. To me, put the ball in your quarterback's hand, let them play, let them play, and let's find out if you've got a quarterback. Because, quite frankly, I, I, I love I love Kenny Pickett. I think he's a great dude. Really, he's a good dude. I think he's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of the it factor. You know what? But what he's doing back there, I could come up with fifteen other quarterbacks. You know who aren't even starting that, that I, you put him back there and what he's asked to do, he probably, they probably would be able to do. So, to me, your quarterback has to be your difference maker. You saw Trevor Lawrence today. Listen, one pass he threw, I forget who he threw it to. This is all I – this is what I said is you want to see the difference between Kenny, uh, Kenny Pickett and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, there was a throw early in the game. It was a deep throw that he was not able to step into, and he got smashed. Trevor Lawrence. It would have been a t- – if, if, if whoever it was – it actually was the play where there was a roughing passer. Whoever it was uh, that hit him, if that guy's a half a second later, it's a touchdown. But even still, it was basically an arm chuck, and he threw it like 30 yards down the field. On a di- on, you know, It was a dart. I said, that's what you look – that's what a big-time, big-time quarterback looks like right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I I, mean, I think just looking overall, I mean, it's amazing that when the, I feel like the, the Steelers have the most dramatic losses when you look at, they're still four and three, but the way that they lose these games, uh, Paul, I thought this was going to be th- the same thing that happened last week, you know, losing nine to three at the half, they're going to come out. TJ Watts going to have a strip sack. He's going to return it for a touchdown and they're going to win the game 13 to 12. Uh, obviously that didn't happen. And look, losing Minka Fitzpatrick, it's, it's a big deal. And he left early losing Kenny Pickett obviously altered the game plan for them too. Uh, but when you look at the ground game, that was one thing that, that I was a little bit surprised off myself. I don't know what your thoughts on this were, Paul, but overall, you know, we had Najee Harris had the best game of the season by far against the Rams wound up scoring a touchdown, got a lot more work than Jalen Warren No running room today. Najee Harris, seven carries for 13 yards. Jalen Warren, just 19 yards on the ground. So overall as a team, 70 rushing yards for the Steelers and just 32 rushing yards combined between their top two running backs. Uh, I mean, no one did anything outside of Deontay Johnson and Deontay got 14 targets. Credit to him for getting open. I know he had a drop or two there, but he was really the only one out there running routes and giving his quarterback a chance, whether it was Pickick or Trubisky, did you see anything positive outside of anyone besides Deontay or anyone else in this offense today? Uh,
0: I thought the offensive line did not have a very good day, so no, not there. Did any of the tight ends actually play in this game? <laughs> I hate to say it like that.
1: Connor Hayward uh, had five catches, didn't do much. Oh, them, that's right. Connor, five, yeah. Connor
0: Hayward, which, by the way, by the way, you know, there's a lot going on, so I'm not going to just say, you know, I'm not going to pull out one play out. To say, but exactly what was the goal of the Connor Hayward reverse or whatever the hell it was on second down and five, or second down and goal from the five? You wasted a play. You wasted a play, and the next play, Kenny Pickett threw it behind Deontay Johnson, and now you got to kick a field goal.
1: Yeah.
0: What is the point of what they did? With that. And that's the kind of stuff that drives me crazy. Don't try to get too cute. You stink when you try and get too cute. So the tight ends, uh, no, let's see, let me think about it. Deontay Johnson was pretty good. I mean, George Pickens, I just think they didn't, they really didn't target him very much. So it's yeah. not that he didn't do anything great, but he really didn't do a whole lot. He had a, he had a you know, sort of an acrobatic uh, touchdown or whatever. And that was nice, but. He's got to do more than one catch for 22 yards. Yeah, to answer your question, there's not a whole lot to really get all that
1: excited about with this offense. I mean, are are we beating a dead horse to to keep talking about Matt Canada here? Because it doesn't look like much has changed. I mean, my my biggest concern, I, I write fantasy football content over at the Post Gazette website as well, and that's something I've been doing for a long time. And my biggest concern, I keep telling people to trade away George Pickens in fantasy because once Deontay Johnson returns in the lineup, we're not seeing George Pickens run the routes where you're going to get those easy catches and those easy layup targets. I, I, I That's the one thing I wish that Canada would do is that, yes, Deontay is that short-to-intermediate type of route runner, but put George Pickens in some scenarios and situations where he can get a couple layup targets and catches and kind of get his day going because when you're just running him on these outside routes down the field, and especially you throw in bad weather like today, you're going to get these games more often than not. There's no reason why Deontay should have 14 targets running those routes every week and you can't get George Pickens uh, to diversify his route tree there. So I'm disappointed in that personally from that Canada, but it seems like we're kind of beating a dead horse there in terms of getting frustrated at the play calling at this point.
0: Well, that, but that's the, that's the argument for why getting, getting rid of them. Yeah. And you know, he doesn't scheme. He doesn't do Nothing is easy with the Steelers offense. He doesn't scheme anybody open. He doesn't try and, you know, scheme his best players into position to catch the ball. He doesn't do any of that stuff. It's so hard to watch this offense. Honestly, if I didn't have to cover this team and write about it and do what we do for the Post Gazette and the fan, if I didn't have to watch this team, I assure you, even today, I would, it would have been. Today, it would have been more attractive to me to go find a golf course to play in the rain than 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 than, than watch this offense. I can't watch it anymore, and and, and it's because there's nothing that e- nothing easy that happens. Listen, I'm all for the renegade and the good defense, and we're the sloppy blue-collar team and all this other crap. I'm good for that. I'm you know, TJ Watt, and I'm uh, okay. Good. You know what I'd like to watch? A team that actually plays offense that looks like they play modern day football. That's what I'd like. Okay. Being on Saturdays in that stadium or Sundays in that stadium, one of these two teams have to figure out how to play offense. Like we play it in the modern day. And and, and that to me is exactly directly on the offensive coordinator. Oh, you know, people say, well, you know, he didn't drop this pass. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. But you know what he didn't also didn't do? He didn't put his best players in position to make plays consistently. That's what he didn't do. So to me, miss me with all that garbage about, well, he didn't miss this block or he didn't do this or he did do that. Cause that's nonsense. If he wants the Steelers offense, honestly, I would much rather listen to you. You know, my boss go over here to this chalkboard and scratch your nails on it all day long in the conference room <laughs> than watch the Steelers offense sometimes.
1: Yeah. I hear you on that, man. It's a, it's, it's a sad story for Steelers fans wanting some changes. Cause it doesn't look like any changes are going to happen. And then, just so overall from the Jacksonville side of things, I mean, they didn't play great, but like you said, they didn't make mistakes, and now we're looking across the league, and Matt Stafford got hurt today. Uh, I don't know if you if you heard yet, Paul, because then he ran over to the office from the stadium after the game ended, but Kirk Cousins' year is done. Uh, torn Achilles for Kirk Cousins. He was carted off late in that Vikings game. They got the win over the Packers on the road there. He was probably having one of the best seasons of his career. He's playing great even without Justin Jefferson. We also saw Tyrod Taylor leave and Syracuse, former Syracuse product, uh, uh, DeVito was in a quarterback for for a touchdown. <laughs> so quarterbacks are dropping like flies throughout the league. Throw Kenny Pickett into that my man, mix from, there, man.
0: My man from Shepherd university is going to start again tonight for the Bears. That's, isn't that's he? right.
1: Tyson Bajan. Yeah, that's right.
0: I mean, so, you know, he's going to be starting tonight. And, uh, You know, maybe he's going to Wally whip Justin Fields with a couple more uh, really good performances. But here's here's what I'll tell you about quarterbacks dropping like flies. Maybe someone comes after. Hey, listen, if I'm the Steelers, I am absolutely talking about trading Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph. If I can get anything for either one of those guys, you know what I mean? I'm trading them. Why not? To me, you have a luxury. And the biggest problem they have is if Kenny Pickett's hurt, they're not going to trade either of them because they're going to need both of them, you know, for this week. Uh, but I, I just I feel like it's one of those things where uh, this league has a problem and it's one of the reasons why, you know, expansion is just should not even be a discussion. There's just not enough quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. You know? Yeah, 100%. And, I, mean- and I,
0: think, I think when you see teams – that have big-time quarterbacks, that's what I would tell you. You see teams that have big-time quarterbacks and then teams that don't, okay, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win every game if you've got big-time quarterback. But, boy, I like my chances a hell of a lot more. You know, if I've got a guy that can stand back there and sling it all around the field, you know, um, and, and that's that. Uh, I, I, I'm seeing. I, mean, I was. Uh, I'm seeing now a bunch of quotes out of the locker room where they're complaining about the referees. I mean, come on, man. Really? I mean, come on. The referees? Yeah. I'm just like. I'm just like uh, the referees. There were some bad calls here and there. There was a couple of bad calls, but you know, at the end of the day, can we do better than worry about the referees? Especially when you got your rear end
1: handed to you. Yeah, I mean, the penalties were even. I know uh, Brian Batko is going to have a story at Post-Gazette, a sidebar piece about the referees and the comments about the referees. And, I mean, there was talk about officiating coming out of last week, too, about Tomlin saying they didn't understand the uh, personalities of the refs in that L.A. game, et cetera, et cetera, even though they still got the win there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just I think at this point you, you mentioned about the defense. I, I think it's really more important that they get Minka Fitzpatrick back as soon as possible, but we just don't really know at this point yet. So make sure to check out post Gazette for analysis uh, on that and the breakdowns of the injury reports. They start to trickle out. Uh, I know Paul upcoming this week, you're going to have your Zeiss's right column talking about all things across the league. And as well as a few other columns, I, I I'd be surprised if you didn't have a pit column mixed in there too. And, and anything else you got coming out later this week on the website.
0: Well, obviously tomorrow I'll have a Steeler column. All right, I mean I'll have a Steeler
1: column, and I'm going to have a lot of fun with that one for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, t- Tuesday we'll have Zeiss's right and uh, you know who knows. Uh, probably uh, as a teaser, I'm, I'm going to assume the lead story will be Will Levis, even though you know I try not to. Uh, I try not to duplicate what's going on. You know, uh, with our coverage of the Steelers, so I try and you know pick a, a different team and you know but i'm sure we'll be writing about will levis also but i that's probably you know i try and pick, and pick the best story of the week but i'm sure there'll be some other things i mean there's some other games and whatnot um but uh yeah so i'll do that then i have the mailbag and on thursday uh well yeah on thursday i'll have a a video a pregame video i think and then i'll have yeah. a, a video on thursday night and then of course Um, after the game, I'll have a video Thursday night. So I'll probably have two videos up on Thursday and then Friday I'll have a column off of the uh, Steelers game. Um, So I'm not sure. I'm not, I think it might actually escape my wrath this week. Unless I feel like writing twice. Unless I feel like writing twice uh, one of these days. And guess what? I might just, decide that I'm going to write twice because I think it deserves to have a column of their own
1: this week. Yeah, well, at least you'll have next weekend. Uh, we got a short week hustling up for the th- uh, the Thursday night game with the Steelers and the Titans. And if Fitzpatrick is out, we're going to see probably a combination of DeMonte KZ Keanu O'Neill, likely probably, you know, splitting that every, every down safety role uh, for Fitzpatrick there. Hopefully they can, you know, shore up some of that communication that we saw in the touchdown pass that we saw from Trevor Lawrence where Joey Porter was essentially left out an island there, right, uh, right? But I mean, overall, you know, they're they're probably going to rotate because I don't know if they they, just, they don't have simply anyone who can fill Fitzpatrick's shoes, and not many teams do around the leg here. Like you said, you know, that that non-contact type of injury that he suffered it scares me a little bit to say, hey, yeah, he was grabbing the back of his leg for a hamstring injury, and you know, he he went to the tent, the sideline, and they immediately ruled him out. At least with the Kenny Pickett, they thought he was able to he was going to be able to come back in the game there. So hopefully fingers crossed on Fitzpatrick because he does make the games better when he does play. Uh, But, you know, to be determined on that, and we'll kind of see what happens there. Right. Yeah.
0: Again, there's a lot that we're going to have to digest in a few short days for sure. You know, uh, but that's the beauty of Thursday night football. And then we're going to be treated to a terrible game no matter what, because those games on Thursday are bad. Both teams are beat up. You know what I mean? Both teams are on very short practice. It's hard to game plan and really do it the right way. And so you basically get what looks like preseason games on Thursday nights.
1: Yeah. Something tells me uh, Derrick Henry might have a, a decent game there because the, the Steelers, the one their defense has played great in many moments all year, but the run defense has not played consistently well here. And if they have the holes on the back end and they're trying to compensate for the loss of Fitzpatrick, I'm worried that Derrick Henry might ha- have some extra running lanes. There are now reports out of Tennessee or that he's not going to be Traded so if they're going to keep him on the roster at that salary, they're coming off a win now. They're optimistic about yeah. the future with Levis. They're you know what? They're, they're just gonna run Derrick Henry into the ground until he's got no legs left. So I i, I could see a big workload coming for Derrick Henry on Thursday night football for sure.
0: Yeah, I, and, and I would think that you'd want to do that because you don't want Levis getting you know, uh, being subjected to the kind of uh hits he's gonna take from the Steelers defense. So I think that – and also, you know, the Steelers get after the quarterback pretty good. Hey, you don't want a young quarterback that's confused. The biggest thing is who is in the Steelers' defensive backfield. And that makes a big difference to me. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it should be fun just to sort of watch the whole thing unfold this week to see who's actually going to be able to play in this game and then who's not. And then, of course, you've got a, a long a long week after it, so you hope that everyone can get healthy and, and rested up and, and whatnot and get ready for Green Bay after that.
1: Yeah, 100%. All right, Paul, well, that's going to wrap it up here for our Steelers post-game live stream show. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll catch you soon, man. Adam Bittner will be back on with you for Thursday Night Football. But until then, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Paul, enjoy the rest of your weekend, man.
0: All right, man, we'll see you. Thank you. We'll see you. All right, take it easy.